1: It
2: does
1: come out in one week. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we
0: certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark.
3: Well, we're on the road. That is, we're on the road in our late-term or stop late-term abortion tour of the East Coast. We left uh, Columbus, Ohio several days ago and went up to the state of New York and went to the state capitol there in Albany. We went to Providence, uh, Rhode Island, which is the state capital there in Rhode Island. And today we're in the nation's capital here at the White House, coming to you live on location, the Mark Harrington Show, your radio activist here on uh, Salem radio stations across the Midwest and on my social media sites. If you want to find out more about the Mark Harrington Show, you can go to markharrington.org. That's markharrington.org, or you can go to our Facebook page, or other social media f- sites to find out more about our program. So we are coming to you right now from Lafayette Park. That's right in front of the White House here. Uh, and we are out with our abortion victim photos here on the square talking to uh, tourists and others who are visiting the White House, talking to them about abortion. And as, as I said before, this is a week-long trip uh, to the what we call the late-term abortion capitals of the east coast and that's why we went to albany new york and providence rhode island and of course washington dc being the ultimate late-term abortion capital because they can't even pass a ban on infanticide uh, let alone late-term abortion here in the state uh, the nation's capital so It's been a long week. Uh, We've been out on the road here, traveling from state to state, from city to city, from state capital to state capital, and now we're in our nation's capital. As you can tell, this is kind of a traditional protest site for people. So, in the background, you can hear a protester, you know, with with some uh, loud uh, amplification, talking about whatever's on his mind, Uh, and so. I'm traveling with our interns who just arrived last week. These are our summer interns for Created Equal. We got several of them with us, and I have a couple with me today. And I wanna, basically what I wanna do, I wanna take this program to talk, about, talk to them and give you an idea, give you a, a glimpse, a look into why they're doing what they're doing, why they're on the road, why they're spending their summer uh, doing pro-life activism, being trained to do pro-life activism rather than say, getting a job and working at home or whatever young people do during the summer. So, so we have several I'm going to interview today and uh, just, again, want to, want to give you an idea what's, uh, what's motivating them, uh, our young people, to get out and do the right thing on abortion. So, again, coming to you from Lafayette Square here the White House, in front of the White House. Unfortunately, uh, President Trump isn't here. He's overseas. But a lot of people are. And so uh, we're getting an opportunity to share the truth about abortion and the gospel of Jesus Christ to lots of folks. So um, little, little background here. Late term. Let's stop late term abortion. ban. why is that? You know, if we all remember what happened earlier this year in New York, when Governor Cuomo signed a late term abortion ban, allowing or not a ban, late term abortion, allowing that up to the very moment of birth. Uh, That started a firestorm, kind of a cascading of events, kind of dominoes across the country, where other states like Rhode Island, Virginia, even Vermont started considering these late term uh, abortion bills, legalizing up to the very moment of birth. And then on the other side of that, it also started. Uh, other events in states like Ohio and Missouri and Louisiana and Alabama and others, where we started passing abortion bans. Uh, That's heartbeat bills, which now nine have been passed. Several have been signed into law, including my home state, Ohio, and then a uh, complete ban on abortion in the state of Alabama. So we've got both sides of the equation happening right now across America. It's kind of this perfect storm I've been talking about for a long time, and that is the the election of Donald Trump put into a, a sequence of events that energized the abortion lobby, but also energized the pro-life movement. And then you had the uh, the nomination and confirmation of uh, of uh, Justice Gorsuch and uh, Justice Kavanaugh, which again tilts the uh, the balance of the Supreme Court towards the uh, the pro-life side, and that also energized both sides. So. We have what we haven't had in decades, and that is an actual debate over abortion on a national scale because of the election of Donald Trump, because of the Supreme Court changing, and because of these state legislatures doing things, passing bills to ban abortion or passing bills to make uh, late-term abortion illegal in uh, anticipation, if you will, for the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Now, of course, we don't know that it's going to happen. It's unlikely to happen anytime soon, but these states are doing those things in order to anticipate the pass or the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So that's the uh, you know, I'm setting the stage here for our discussion today. And so what I want to do, I want to talk to a few of our interns here who are here for the summer. Uh, this is their first week. I typically take them out on the road, go out and do some outreaches in different parts of the country. So here we are again at the White House. Now, to my left, I have Lexi Hall. Lexi, where are you from?
4: Houston, Texas.
3: All right. Houston, Texas. She's come a long, long way to Columbus, Ohio. How did you hear about Created Equal?
4: I heard it through Coach Dave Bob Meyer, and he told me about Evangeline Dunn, who works with Created Equal, and so that's how I got involved.
3: And so what, what made you come to Ohio to do the internship? Uh, and did you do something with us before that?
4: Yes, I was on the justice ride this year, and um, so that really made me feel like, oh, I need to be with this organization because they're bringing the truth to the street. They're using abortion victim photos, which really changed people's minds um, right on the spot without even needing to have a conversation, while also sharing the gospel. So I thought there would be no better organization to work with other than creative. Equal.
3: So how'd you like to... The checks in the mail. Uh, how, how'd you like? How'd you like the uh, the justice ride? And now this week, what 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 stands out for you?
4: Well, the biggest difference I think was the difference between how we were on college campuses, and then this week we weren't. On With the justice campus. ride, you're
3: on. Just tribes,
4: yes. And so more people, I feel like we're open to talking, um, but also it, it was very different compared to this week because most people are older or there's little kids looking at the signs who've never seen what abortion is and they automatically know abortion's wrong.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so that's the main difference, I feel like.
3: So have you had any notable or uh, rememberable or whatever uh, conversations with people?
4: Um, I have had a few um, mostly my most memorable memory, though, of this week is seeing people's faces who've never even adults who've never seen what abortion is, what it does to a human being um, and the shocked look they have and saddened look that they have. And then they're open to starting a conversation with you. And even if before they were pro-choice, they, they immediately become pro-life because they see what it does to innocent human being.
3: So you've had some people change their minds. Yes, sir. And let me ask you, the, the whole use of abortion victim photos, do you get people disagreeing with you to say that we shouldn't be doing this in the public?
4: Yes, sir. Why, why is that? Um, why do you
3: think they don't like it?
4: Well, I don't think they really um, want to face the facts, and I don't think that they want to feel convicted for not doing anything about abortion, because they, the photos are very convicting, and once you see them, it's hard to get them out of your mind and not do something about these 2,500 babies that are murdered every single day in America.
3: So finally, uh, what would you say to someone your age that's watching or listening on the radio about Created Equal and about the idea of either coming on an internship or a justice ride or something we do in the fall, which we call the road trip for life, where we go on the road for anywhere from three to five weeks traveling from city to city, campus to campus, abortion clinic to abortion clinic. What would you tell them? I mean, has your time been worthwhile here?
4: It has been worthwhile. And I would say it's not as hard as it looks. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it because um, you don't need too much. And they'll train you. They'll help you. And um, you'll learn the arguments pretty quickly. So don't be intimidated by other people. Most people have weak arguments. We have the, the Bible. We have um, God's word to stand on whenever everybody else is standing on nothing. So don't be intimidated.
3: Excellent. And, and you are considering a, what we call a gap year. Yes, sir. Have you decided yet?
4: Well, I really do want to do it. If y'all will take me. Yeah.
3: Oh, yes. Well, you know, of course there's an application process, but uh, yeah. So the gap year is where uh, a possible, you know, a justice writer who goes on an internship considers actually staffing with us for nine months. And then after that, possibly even working full time. Well, thank you, Lexi, for coming all the way from Houston, Texas to be with us this week. If you would go ahead and get uh, Grace McIntosh up here. All right. On my right, I have Esther Can. Esther, thanks for traveling with us. Where are you from?
5: Um, Columbus, Ohio.
3: <laughs> There's always a pause with Esther because she doesn't know. Is it Arizona? Is it Columbus? You've obviously lived in Arizona at some mm-hmm. length, but Columbus, you call home now.
5: I guess. Okay.
3: So, what made you come on the uh, the uh, the internship this week? The uh, stop late-term abortion ban to these states that are legalizing late-term abortion?
5: Well, I've been sidewalk counseling in where I go to school in Kentucky and uh, for the past year and a half and my family knows Mark Harrington. And so I found the website, found the internship and I really wanted to learn how to better defend life and better learn the arguments because uh, what I do is very informal. We don't really get much training. Right. And so being able to get that training and bring that back to the people I... So so
3: why create it equal? Yeah. You could have gone to uh, several organizations. Why'd you pick up? Just because your parents knew me? That have something to do with it? No. <laughs>
5: well, that's, like that's how I found it. Right. Um, but I like the equal because of the fact that it's, a lot of it's preemptive. If we're going to college campuses, not in public square, talking with people long before they're even at the clinic. Uh, I um, sidewalk counseling is important, but it's a last stitch effort, and so being able to
3: Last chance yeah. to save the child. Yeah. Right now you're going to Boyce College, which is in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Of course, my daughter just graduated from uh, Boys College. And so this will be your summer, right? Mm-hmm. You're spending it with us. Yep. What would you tell someone who's in college in your stage right now maybe, and this is your first year or second year in college?
5: Um, my third year.
3: Third year. Okay, third year. What would you tell them? if they, You know, some, some students are th- looking about they're trying to get an internship in the field to which they probably are going to work now i I hope you're actually going to work for us but that's always my hope (laughs) what what would you say to them someone who's in college who might be considering you know what to do over the summer next summer that is
5: um internships are always helpful uh just getting out with um equal in particular um what you're doing here is you're making a difference you're a lot of college isn't within a bubble a lot of colleges are just like a bubble environment where you're around everyone who kind of, a lot of people agree with you or the same age. Everyone's uh, especially very a ster- Christian like, college. Yeah, very sterilized environment. Yeah. And so getting out and
3: putting into stress, practice yeah. that's what you've been taught all along, yeah. uh, how to share the gospel, how to talk about abortion. And when you're in Louisville, you actually are involved in, in pro-life activity yeah, there. I am. All right, Esther Kahn, thank you for being with us on the. If you would go get uh, Michael Lockwood. All right. I'm now with Grace McIntosh. Grace, where are you from? Oh, well, by the way, again, Mark Harrington coming to you from the White House, Lafayette Square, right in front of the White House uh, here as part of our stop late term abortion slash infanticide tour of these late term abortion capitals like New York, Albany, New York. Providence, Rhode Island, of course, our nation's capital. That's why we're here today, traveling with our interns on the road. I've got Grace McIntosh. Grace, I'm sorry, where are you from?
2: I'm from Defiance, Ohio. You
3: know, Defiance, Ohio. I like the name, Defiance. Oh, yeah. Right. We're in defiance of tyranny. We're in defiance of, of, uh, of, of, of abortion killing. Right. We defy those things. Uh, how did you hear about Created Equal? Go ahead and look at the.
2: Yeah, so um, I heard about Create Equal several years ago. I have uh, been longtime friends with the McCulfers, and they got involved with Create Equal quite some time ago. Um, and they kept being like, "Hey, Grace, come on a justice ride! Come on a justice ride! You'll never regret it! Come on a justice ride!" And I finally came on a justice ride. By my second day, I wanted to be—I wanted to start working for Create Equal.
3: Didn't take you long, did it? Nope. Well, you know the justice ride. Let me explain that real quickly. That's where we load up a bus load of students, anywhere—high school and college age—take them on the road for a week. This is in the winter. Part of a, you know, kind of a spring break thing. Uh, take them down to the South uh, Florida or Florida uh, generally to the campuses and clinics down there. And we train them on the road. And that's kind of their first introduction to the Created Equal. The idea is to get everybody together, create synergy. You know, you're, you're with like-minded students who have a common purpose. And you make lifetime friends and also might consider doing this full-time. Because I, I think a lot of people your age don't think this is possible, mm-hmm. right? Now, you obviously thought differently. Why is that?
2: Yeah, well, I, I've kind of been involved in the pro life movement since I was nine. I worked. Uh, because of raising, your family. Right, because my family was pro life. Um, I fundraised for um, a pro life uh, CPC in our area, uh, regional CPC. And then I found out that it was possible to use victim images at abortion facilities to help these women decide to turn away from abortion facilities. Um, I got involved with, um, another group, OSA, and, um, Operation Save America, America. they have a summertime event and then they have a couple of regional events. I went to a, a nearby regional event once. Um, but once I got involved with Created Equal, I realized the opportunity for this movement to grow was, um, was, uh, really, really great. What Created Equal does is they train people, um, in pro life apologetics, how to convince other people to be pro life as well. And that really excited me because now we can train other people to do exactly what we're doing. Um, the movement can grow exponentially, can grow in different places. Not everybody has time and funds to move to Columbus, Ohio, and work for, for Creative Equal, although that would be very, very cool. Um, some very people, cool. yeah, some people, um, It's like, if in your if you want to start a pro life ministry in your hometown, uh, we can help you get started with that. Um, and I know organizations. I know I have friends who started um, organizations in their hometown and started um, changing people's minds about abortion, training new people into the movement. Um,
3: so, how's this week been? We went to Albany, New York. I know it's been exhausting. We're all kind of tired at this point. We can all agree with that. But uh, Albany, New York, uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and here in the nation's capital in front of the White House. How has it been? How's the week been for you?
2: Um, it's It's been kind of crazy. Um, I. <laughs> have never been um, doing outreach in a place where abortion was legal up to the point of birth.
3: Which it's, is Rhode Island and New York.
2: Right, right. It's really, really saddening. Some of these images that we're using today, since they're late-term abortion images, right. I've never seen them before. And it was really hard for me to see them. I totally understand how hard it is for other people to see them. And... Um, just when i when i tell people some people don't know that abortion is legal up to birth here but when i tell people that it's legal um all nine months of pregnancy they're like whoa that's crazy you know and then i can talk to them about how um we need to not be discriminating based on age
3: well again grace thank you for being on the the trip with us we're looking forward to a uh, very fruitful summer of uh training and uh outreach uh, in the midwest and uh so she's been a great uh, asset to our team, also doing some of the media here, taking photographs and so forth. And uh, so thanks for joining us this week. Yeah. God bless. All right. So uh, Michael Lockwood on the right here is joining me. Uh, I just wanted to once again clarify what's going on. Here in this, this nation's, in nation's capital, the, uh, the, oh, the, the, uh, the U.S. Congress, the House of Representatives, was unable to pass what they called the Unborn Survivors Protection Act. That's to protect babies that are born alive. Actually, it's to allow them to receive medical treatment. And the House of Representatives couldn't even muster up enough votes to pass that. Think about that, folks. These are born children surviving an abortion. And the other side, along with, I don't know if there are any Republicans, maybe there weren't, But on the other side of this debate, the pro-abortion people were unable to get enough votes to pass that or or, I mean, to to protect children who are born and provide medical care who had survived an abortion. I mean, that's how extreme the other side has gotten. Uh, We see that in Albany, New York and Providence, Rhode Island, and other state capitals. So that's why we're traveling uh, right now. And we're in front of the White House. And I'm here with Michael Lockwood. Michael, where are you from? I'm from Southern Ohio. And Michael, this is your second internship, is it not? Third. Third, okay, well, I got that wrong. Uh, And Michael, you're going, right now you're in Dallas, going to school at UT Dallas, UT, University of Texas at Dallas, right? That's correct. All right. Uh, So if you could, what do you think about this today? We're out here in front of Lafayette Square. You're looking around, all these people. You know, you got all these different protest groups. you got anti-Trump people. you got... you know, every single kind of protester you could imagine, anti-nuclear and war world uh, world. and so on. Um, but we kind of we're kind of dominating
1: the plaza today, aren't we? Yes, we are. With what? What are we using? Using the images of preborn humans who've been aborted from first through third trimesters. Okay. I had a woman come up to me and then maybe you can help me out here and said, you know, why are
3: you why are you not for women? Why are you not for women? Aren't you for a woman's right to determine what she wants to do with her own
1: body? How would you answer that? Yeah, well, it's, it's a common assumption pro-choice people make that pro-life people are against women just because we think it's wrong to do a certain thing that's been made legal that only women are able to do, which is kill their pre-born children. But is,
3: is, is the pre-born, are the pre-born part of her body? No, they have their own distinct DNA and they're directing their own development from within. And see, even with this woman, I I went up to the photo and I pointed right at it. And this is a late-term child. And this woman looks like she's fairly intelligent, uh, probably in her 30s. I'm certain that she can look at that baby and know what it is. But she denied it. She denied that it's a baby. She denied that it wasn't part of a woman's body. What do you think is going on there when someone goes to that extent? Well,
1: cognitive dissonance is pretty common when when the easy thing to do is not the right thing to do, and when you've grown up in a culture that, that celebrates the easy, wrong thing to do, it's hard to accept that you've been wrong your entire life. So you think that she's in denial. I mean, the, the short word would be she's in denial. It's not a matter of having
3: more facts, more information with someone like that. They've made up their mind. They're not going to be changed based on the facts alone. Uh, That's a very troubling place to be, I think, isn't it? Yes, it is. Because we really feel like at that point, there's not a whole lot that can be done. But what can be
1: done to a person like that, which we run into often? We, We can pray for her, definitely, in the midst of the conversation. But the two things she'll remember the most is how we treated her and what the picture looked like. And she'll never forget either of those things. She might forget what we said, if we had a good point. But if we treat her kindly and she remembers the photos and we continue to pray for her, and maybe her, her mind will be changed when she's in a more humble state of life perhaps and also of course heart change you can change your mind on abortion you can change your heart
3: on abortion but ultimate change comes through the holy spirit and through the gospel so we're not shy in sharing the gospel some organizations pro-life groups Say, you know, maybe we should just keep it on the biological and scientific and legal and philosophical arguments. We don't believe that. We believe we should be sharing the gospel. Why is that?
1: Well, it's actually one of the best opportunities we have to share the gospel because, although most people may not think about it, it's the foundation for the belief that any human has value at all in the first place. Because we're
3: all created equal.
1: Yes, we're all created equal. And that comes from the idea that we're made in God's image. People who espouse equality for all human beings, although they may forget the preborn human beings, if those same, same people aren't Christians, then they have no foundation for what they believe in. So it's it's actually consistent to share the gospel with them while sharing the facts.
3: Well, and, and, and non Christians can you know come to the conclusion that the unborn are human because they're they're logical thinking human beings, uh, but many can't come to that conclusion, and until they're regenerated in Christ. They won't receive the truth. And uh, also, abortion is all about selfishness. It's just about I want what I want when I want it. And if you get in my way of what I want, I'm going to kill you. That's what abortion is all about. So we've got to deal with the heart issue, the selfishness issue. That's why the gospel is part and parcel with what we do here. It's not the, the first foot forward necessarily, but it is one of the things we might share with an individual and we will go where they go. Wherever they take the conversation, we will go wherever they go. And and uh, and that's important because the urgent thing is to save lives. But the more important thing is to have salvations, to have men and women come to Christ to a saving knowledge of Jesus. And ideally, if that were happening at the level we were hopeful, we wouldn't have the problem that we have uh, with abortion. So, Michael, we're, uh, this is our last day here in Washington. Give us a real short anecdote about someone you spoke to and uh, something that was notable
1: during the week. Well, this week, one of my favorite things I heard was um, a, a woman came up to me and said that she she was pregnant not too long ago, just a few months ago. Um, well, it, she she gave birth a few months ago, I believe. Um, and when she found that. out she was pregnant, her boyfriend wanted her to have an abortion. He was being uh, he wasn't acting safe around her. He was being threatening. He offered her three hundred dollars to have the abortion, and she still chose life because she had willpower and the moral compass. So that was wonderful to hear.
3: Well, we have those things happen quite often here on the uh, on the campaign tour here, the ban or stop late-term abortion. Really, we want to stop all abortions, but we're going to these, these late-term abortion states and state capitals like Albany, New York, Rhode Island, and here in our nation's capital to make that point. So, Michael, thank you for being with us. We look forward to another uh, exciting summer with our three-year intern returning to us once again for the summer internship thank you all right mark harrington coming to you from the white house lafayette square here in washington dc uh with our interns on the uh stop late term abortion slash infanticide tour where we're traveling across the country going to those late term abortion capitals and of course the nation's capital here is the worst of all in that we can't even ban baby uh the, we can't even ban uh, not allowing women or, or baby babies to have the proper medical care uh, after a failed abortion. So we'll see you next time. Go to my social media sites at MarkHarrington.org. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God.
0: You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist.